Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agambar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agambar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holly Sotspurs Live, where today we actually get to discuss another win. It actually feels like Christmas. I do not know what's going on. I mean, after last season, it was a drag, so it's actually quite nice to be positive for once. And with me tonight, I've got two amazing guests. First of all, I have the Irish Hotspur, otherwise known as David. So, David, how are you on this fine Monday? I'm not going to lie, I'm absolutely buzzing. Look, that's uh, two, two, two positive results in the Premier League I, um, off the back. Off the bat, and look, if anyone would have offered me, if anyone would have said we would have had six points after the first two games, two clean sheets as well, you know, after last year's uh, defence um, debacle, I would have absolutely snapped your hand off. So I'm absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing. What more do we want to Spurs fans? It's good to see us at the top and uh, Arsenal down in the relegation. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. I love the fact you put that in there, David. I like that. And also with us, we have Joe and Max, otherwise known as Just Max, not Matt. How are you tonight, Max? <laughs> You're always going to play on that, aren't you? I pretty much have, yeah. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Good to be back for another little show. And obviously talking about Spurs after a good three points away at Wolves. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you've got some good questions coming up for us, but... It wasn't. It wasn't one of them where you thought, "Oh yeah, like three points in the bag." But it was far from it. So, to go there and obviously come away with all three points and now be top of the well, joint top of the league. Happy days, eh? It is indeed. It is nice, especially on a Monday morning as well. It's quite nice to wake up feeling good. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, let's crack on with this now. I want to talk about the lineup. Obviously, there was a special man on the bench, but I'm sure we'll get into him a bit later. But it was. Weird to see and nice to see some consistency in the squad because it's pretty much the same sort of team that played City. Now, I'll come to you first, um, David. Um, now, we had our two favourite centre-backs playing once again. But I don't really have a bad fault, really, with them like I did against City. So what's your kind of takes on this centre-back partnership that's coming into light now, actually, with both uh, Dyer and Sanchez? Do you know what? Looking back on it, I think it's actually to do with Tanganga uh, regular and over the other side, the full-backs helping them out a lot more. Not... Not too much seems to be coming in uh, in behind them anymore. They're not getting out wide, getting the crosses in like they were last season. Because last year when we were chopping and changing that right back, same when Davies or or that a left back and Reglan was bombing forward. A lot of times we were exposed down the sides, and the centre backs had a lot of work to do. Um, and they did, although they've had a lot to do the last two games, but it's it seems they're not as open, they're not as exposed. But the midfield. The way you have uh, Skip sitting in front of them, um, even Deli Ali working back, Heiberg in there as well, working back, getting in the tackles. They're also not being exposed straight through the middle like we were last season. Um, so all in all, we've tightened up defensively. We seem to be closing up all the gaps. And um, that means that um, the two centre-backs uh, are a lot more comfortable. Um, so, yeah, it's all good for Tottenham. I'm absolutely delighted. No, it's interesting you said it, actually, because I was going to ask Max as well, thinking about it. We didn't really have both Hoiberg and Skip last season. We only really had Hoiberg, meaning that everything was really dependent on his shoulders and maybe the likes of Dara and Sanchez weren't feeling as confident. But now we've got Skippy in there as well. I think it just changes the whole dynamic. It definitely breaks things up and it gives Hoiberg a, like a, a bit of breathing space. Like We all know he's talented and he's he's got those leadership sort of abilities, but... He played literally every single game for us last season. And I mean, obviously, we're not professional footballers, but even if it's your job, you're going to be tired week in, week out, even playing midweek games. And then you've got another game like two days later at the weekend. And he always he's, he gives 100% every game, Hoibio. 
Is it Hoiberg or Hoiberg? I can never, I can never pronounce it right. But do you know what? Having skipped there, um, massive season last year, obviously for, at Norwich. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do because I won't lie, I'm not his massive, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, I just want to see him push on and move away from being related to like Harry Winks at all because there's a lot of like short passes, pass and move. But if he can like add to his game anything that Hoiberg has, where they can just like bounce off each other and just obviously away from home yesterday and it's still early days. I mean, we still won, but I want to see those long balls forward from Skip because he's got that sort of ability. You want to see him breaking the play up and just not turning around and passing, doing the easy option. We like players like this is Tottenham. You want to see players getting forward. You want to see players like working space. And that's exactly what Ali done yesterday with Reggie passing to him. Like he, he found himself in that space. I oh, know he's nothing like Winks, Kev says. But because obviously I didn't watch him that much at Norwich and I really only see the clips as you do. You, everyone everyone can find good clips about players and put it on the internet. It's just like when we used to sign um, NG. Do you remember? Like you can find clips that make him look amazing on the internet. So I really do hope he, he makes his mark this season for us. And uh, it looks like he's obviously had a great start to the season. And I mean, if... Two put two wins, two games. What there's not really a bad player you can name, really. Even like Dyer's impressed for me. I know, and it is incredible to actually think that like David likes to call him Moon Boots. He's actually doing okay. Uh, but the thing that worries me, there's obviously a mistake in either of those two with Sanchez and Dyer, and it is quite frustrating. I mean, yesterday there was a few occasions I was a bit like, oh, okay, this this might get a bit worrying now and again. But we held our own. So that being said, obviously we saw Tanganga again playing right back. Now, David, is that something you want to carry on seeing, or would you prefer him to sit maybe instead of maybe Sanchez or Dyer? Um, no, look, I think I think we have Romero coming in there to replace one of them. Um, Joe Roden's also injured, so you know, it was, we're, we're us paying 50 55 million for a, a Romero. Um, where obviously for me, I think he's going to be your main center back, and then between Dyer, Sanchez, and Roden, they're fighting out to, to partner him. I think for, for the maybe this season and however long Nuno's here, I do think maybe. Jaffet manhandler Tanganga. And the reason why I call him manhandler is because look what he done against Arsenal. He destroyed the full back. Shaka tried to jump on him. He threw him off and assisted Sonny. Against City, you know, he he put uh, Greedy. He has 140 uh, million in his pocket from that game with uh, Grealish and Sterling. Um, so for me, I think, look, he's been absolutely brilliant at right back. And um, I don't see the need to change it because let's be honest, Starley had a chance against Pacos to Ferreira there the other night. What did he do? He's done absolutely nothing since he joined this club. Like even even doing the simple things, the five yard pass inside and going on the outside of your man to receive it back, he can't even get the pass off. So for me, we just have no options there, right back. Doherty's not an option. We've seen him time and time again be exposed. Aurier is definitely not an option. He he that guy is just a clown. I can't wait to get rid of him. And for me, I think Tanganga is your answer until Nuno gets help in the transfer market because. If Nuno doesn't get help in the transfer, and the only reason why I'm concerned that it is Tanganga being our main right back is because he has a history of injuries. He has a history of long-term injuries. So we don't know how long he's going to last for until he gets injured. So if he gets injured, then you're going back to the likes of Dottie or back to the likes of Aurier. So I think for the time being, he has to play right back until we can get someone else in the door because it all goes back to Nuno's quotes before where he says, um, he's not here to, to beg players to play for Tottenham, you know, and at the end of the day, so he has to wean out the players that don't want to be here, the players that want to be begged to play for Tottenham. 
Um, so for me, the fact that he's uh, making use of Tanganga and putting him on right back. And Jose Mourinho also said he saw Tanganga as a right back. And, you know, with his aggression and stuff like that, I do think it's um, a good presence to have out there. And uh, for me, I, I think he has to stay at right back. No, it is interesting you say that as well. I think while it's not broken, don't fix it. I think we just carry on doing it. Um, for me, the only worry I have is obviously with Dyer, he was predominantly a CDM, then he's moved to centre-back. And throughout his whole career, I think he's been moved positions. So, Max, do you think that's maybe something we have to be wary of? Maybe if we keep him at a right-back or keep him at a centre-back, he needs to decide where he wants to play now and then? Or do you think he could just be versatile his whole career? What's that, Tanganga? Yeah, Tanganga. Uh, I think definitely we've seen the best of him at right back. And I think it's the fact he knows how to go forward. Like he's strong, he's powerful, he's good on the ball. He's got the potential to be, I mean, he's English as well. I mean, he's, he's going to be, obviously, it's going to be hard getting into that England team with Trent, but they're like completely two different players. I'm not saying he's near Trent's level or whatnot yet, or, you know, have the potential, but he's, he's definitely got the ability going forward. And for someone like Mourinho, yeah, it didn't work, but for Mourinho to have that faith in him, from the start, that's got to be like that's that's massive for someone like Mourinho to say that. So it's a position that obviously, if you're Tanganga yourself, you're seeing well, there's no one else around me that um, is getting picked every week. Um, Doherty obviously came in, Aurea hasn't really worked, it's, it's been now and then, and everyone's thought, oh, it's because we've got him, we're going to try and work with him. But if you can actually choose, everyone's picking Tanganga now, and I think he's just got to take that in his stride and just go on from there, really. which... He's a fan favourite. I mean, you, you think you're right back now for the weekend uh, for Watford. Who are you picking? You're picking Tanganga. So he's just got to just go on from there and just keep his head down, keep focused and just he could be at Spurs for years to come because, well, I remember his debut against Liverpool. Like he, was the, he was the best player we had. Mm, 100%. Just... Oh, sorry, David, go on, carry on. I was just going to say, he's the second coming of Ledley King. Everything about him, like his debut against Liverpool, Ledley King made a debut against Liverpool. And uh, his injury problems as well. So he's the second coming in Ledley King for me. Oh, I like it. Big words. But you never know. The fact that he's putting in this work right now and you're seeing how good he is, especially from those debuts, you have to sit there and think, actually, I think we've got a real gem here. I just hope that, obviously, these transfer rumours about him wanting a loan or leaving on a loan have hopefully gone out the window now because he's happy and now that he's playing consistently at right back, who knows, this could be his new favoured position. Um, moving slightly away, um, I want to talk about, obviously, Deli Alley. Now, I've said many moons and many times before that I think Deli Alley needed a move away from Tottenham. But going back to that CDM role, obviously, Winks, uh, not Winks, sorry, Jesus Christ, on my mind, of Hoiberg and um, Skippy. Now that they're there, I feel like Deli's got more free licence to just kind of do what he wants. So that being said, David, do you think hopefully this is the kickstart of a fresh Deli Alley that we've all been longing to see? Um. Do you know what? I really hope so. I, I'm still a bit weary on this because when Jose came in for the first 10 games under Jose, he was good and he just went completely off boil. So for me, look, I, I still maintain that I give him to January to uh, kind of show me consistency because that's what Delhi's problem has been. It's just been consistency. He does it in spades, you know, but it's, 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 it's consistency over a period of time that's been his problem. So for me, I still maintain he has until January to prove, uh, to, to, to prove me wrong. Um, but look, everything that he's done over the summer, the extra work he's put in, look, the fact that he noticed he needed to do it is a big plus. The fact that he's done it is another big plus. But then the way he's replicated, he's, he, he is playing in a 4-3, uh, he is playing in a three-man midfield, and he's playing on the left-hand side. But but with Heiberg and Skip doing a lot of the dirty work in there, it kind of gives him that free licence to kind of put himself in positions to pick up breaking ball, you know, getting up and down that left-hand side. 
uh, making them runs into the box like he did against Wolves uh, to win the penalty. That was like a Deli Alio uh, run of old. Um, so that's all good. And he's got his nastiness back. That 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 edge, that 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 nastiness that gave him that bit of an edge that he kind of thrived off. He has that back too. And for me, look, I hope it's going well. And one thing he's added to the game that I thought I would never, ever see from, from him, because, look, let's be honest, he was very, very lazy, is the fact that his work rate, he's tracking back the amount of tackles. Like against Wolves there, a couple of times he got back into the box and was getting blocks in and, and, and tackles in and stuff like that. So, look, it's all good for Deli Ali. I think the new system probably is helping him. But we have to remember, he played there when he first came in under Pochettino. He played in that deeper role. He played in, the, in, in, in a two um, under Pochettino. So for me, he's not a stranger to position. And I just hope, I, I hope he maintains it because my problem is with Deli Ali is a lot of fans call, oh, well, we have to fit Deli Ali in. It's up to us to fit Deli Ali in. Well, I'm sorry, you're wrong. You're not going to put your whole system around a player that hasn't performed for two and a half years. So it was always getting to the point that it was up to him to prove to a manager that he could fit into their system. So I hope uh, he's, he seems to be proving it so far. And I hope he keeps on pro uh, uh, proving it. 100%. And it's really interesting as well, you say about his um, obviously getting back to try and defend the ball as well. Because against City, we obviously saw there was a lot of work rate in that game, just mm. not a lot of productivity. But he was lucky enough to make that run and obviously win that penalty. So, Max, I'll come to you. Obviously, you were at the game uh, mm -hmm. against Wolves. Tell me what the atmosphere was like and uh, how we were all going nuts in the in the stand when we were given a penalty. <laughs> So that, was, that was my first time away at Molyneux. And you know what? It's actually a really nice stadium. Um, the only downside from being in the away end is normally you're all bunched up in like some sort of corner, like the low low tier, high tier, you know, just like your standard away. And uh, I don't know whether they showed it on the... I mean, I know it wasn't on telly or whatnot, but if you're literally... So I was in what, the far corner. I was probably the furthest corner away from where Reggie played the ball through to Delhi, And like, I could see it straight through. I could see that gap. And it's one of them where I'm just... You know where it's so easy to say, oh, just like just play it through, and you're hoping the player actually sees the same pass, and he did, and he, it was it was inch perfect. Delhi's ran onto it. There's that initial like, is it a pen? Like everyone's wondering. It, it looked clear as day. Out of all penalties you see at the moment, especially with VAR and everyone, you know, last few seasons, how big VARs played a part in penalties. It was a definite penalty, and obviously he stepped up to it and he, he put it away nicely. But the the back to the fans, the atmosphere was good. As mad as it sounds, it was actually better in the con is it the concourse bit? Is that what they call it? Just before, because it's so spread out, there's no higher tier. It's just from like literally one corner to the other. So if it's loud in this corner, it doesn't come over this side. Oh, it's okay. hard to, it's hard to replicate. So like it might have sounded like it, the some fans like when it was loud, it was loud, but Obviously, I'm comparing it to being at home and uh, Water Hart Lane, and uh, there's nothing that compares <laughs> to that. Especially that South Stand is just unbelievable. But I mean, that's that's my aim this this season anyway. Just try and get to as many away games as I can. I've I've missed it as much as the next person, and it's just surreal to see. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be putting miles on my car for sure this this coming <laughs> season. But it's it's worth it. I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, so it'd definitely be worth it, especially the way we're performing at the minute. I know it's it's quite soon, early in the season, but. We're seeing things that we've kind of missed or things that, I don't know, didn't really work under Jose. And I'm not going to say I'm probably Jose's biggest advocate. I, I wanted him to do well and it just didn't work. But that being said, obviously, David, do you think Nuno's given the team a new lease of life? You see the likes of Delhi now performing to an extent. Do you think now that that father figure, shall we say, is back in the squad, that's something that these guys kind of needed? Um, do you know what? I don't know, you know. I don't know, because if you look at it, 
Like, Jose Mourinho taught a lot of them home troops. Do you think if Deli Ali wasn't taught some home troops, he would have went off and done that over the summer? I don't know, you know. At the end of the day, I think some of these players also are aware, just like Tottenham were when they were going for a new manager, that, you know, Pochettino and Jose Mourinho can't be both bad managers, so it doesn't look good for them players if they're failing under two of the greatest managers to ever grace the game. So there is an element, and they were all fighting for their for to, to stay at Tottenham, because, let's be honest, with some of these players... Once they leave Tottenham, they're only going to go backwards. We know some of them are not good enough to be here, and they are only going to go backwards. So, like, that means their money is going to take a hit as well. Their lifestyle is going to take a hit, and they don't want to do it. And what's been the problem is they've been able to clamour together and get rid of managers uh, instead of them being the problem and them being gone. So, like, under under, um, under Pochettino, they were worked too hard. Under Jose Mourinho, they weren't worked hard enough, and he was too mean to them. Well, you know... I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's just excuses because they want to stay at Tottenham and they want to outlast the manager because they don't want to be the problem. But with fans looking at the squad and and, and the criticism they have got, and make, make, make no mistakes about it, they're aware of the criticism they get. They're not stupid. Um, I do think some of them have, have been given a bit of kick up the ass and it's what they needed. It's what they needed because last year, what I cannot take, I can accept losing, but I cannot accept losing with no work rate no passion, no fight, and no desire. I can't accept that. At I the end of Wolves, the day, sorry, but I think Wolves is a perfect example as that because they deserved something out of that game. They obviously had a player that is heavily linked with us that, that gave his all, and like yeah. that was sorry to butt in, but that's Wolves just like yes, um, yeah, yes, a perfect example for exactly if you're going to lose, like go out with a fight. Yeah, and that's what it was all about, like. And the thing is, look, make no mistake about it, fitness has played a massive part. We wouldn't have held on to these uh, two two one nil wins last season. We wouldn't have done it. The squad was not fit enough. Um, so I do think the fact that Nuno has them super fit, the double training sessions during, during the summer, has played a massive part. Because, look, we, we've all played football. We know the fitter you are, the more easier it is to come to do things. You can do things that you may never not have done when you weren't fit. So, like, things, you know, you get into more of a rhythm, more of... It, it doesn't take you as long to find your form as well. You, you can gain more consistency. So, I do believe that the fitness and the, the, the fitness guy that's come in, who is world-renowned, world um, has played a massive part. Um, the unity... Look, I don't... I don't. I never really thought I saw the unity as a problem because they can unify to get a manager out. So, they can unify to go and get three points if they really wanted to. Mm. It is interesting you say that, and I didn't actually really think about the the way you spoke about Deli Ali and the fact that if he wasn't given those home truths, would he have really gone out and actually done his all to try getting back into this team? And that's another thing I didn't know whether like a move away would have done him perfectly, but maybe he sat there and think actually no, I want to play for Tottenham, I need to prove my worth. Um, so that is really interesting, and, and like you said as well, Max. Obviously, we'll get into Adama Traore now because you've mentioned him. So, what did you make of his performance? Obviously, yesterday. I mean, there's rumours going around that it's now 45 mil that Wolves won. I don't know how true that is, but that is the figure in hand at the moment. So, that being said, I'm going to throw it to you first, Max. Would you take him? Would you? Do you know him? what? The gazer is a man mountain. I've never seen someone so big in my life. When I first see Sissoko. And I first went to a game, I was like, this guy's massive. But, oh, my God. When Even when there was times where, like, Tanganga's not a small guy, right? And then Troy just makes him look tiny. And, and then there's no point even mentioning Reggie. I mean, the geezer would have flattened him. And I think that, 
that's that's what Troy Ray brings. I'm not saying he's going to score you 10, 15, 20 goals a season because he's not that sort of player. If he can implement that to his game, then he'd be a world beater because he can beat anyone. He's, he's, he's ridiculously fast. His strength speaks for itself. I mean, I don't think anyone could even look like that even if they tried. I don't even know how, he's, how he looks like that. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. But that's what makes him different to so many other players. Um, I don't think there's a team out there right now that, I mean, obviously, question me if you, if you think otherwise, but why would he not not necessarily start for another big side like us or whoever he goes to, whether it be Arsenal, Chelsea, obviously, they wouldn't go there anyway. But why does he not stand a chance to get into these sides? Because he's so different to everyone else. He, If he can actually, like adapt and grow into like shooting imagine him being with son and kane on the training ground are you telling me he wouldn't be able to improve everyone's throwing around this 40 million figure it's not coming out of your pockets it's, i don't know why people worry so much about money these days Grealish isn't worth 100 million but city had the money so they pay it if we've got 40 million and we're, we're going to keep hold of harry kane and we can add to our squad yeah i want a creative midfielder yeah i want another center back but if we're not linked with them, someone else is going to go and get Troy and watch him shine for them. 100% he's going to absolutely shine because he'll, he'll go somewhere else and be a main man. I mean, he's a main man at Wolves now, you could argue. Because when you think of Wolves, who are you thinking, oh, who's, who are we going to come up against today? Troy is the first one that comes into your head. And then you maybe think, oh, they got him and there's Neves might score a 35-yard top corner or something, um, which I actually surprised he didn't have a scream yesterday. But he's the guy. And there can't be any Spurs fans, surely, out there that, that wouldn't want him. It's just they're going to say, do we need him? So there's, like, there's a difference between saying, do you need and do you want? Do you know what, lads? I'm a bit torn on this guy. I'll be honest with you. I'm a bit torn because for me, look, if you want someone with, with, with strength and pace, with no end product, you could just go and sign Usain Bolt to play down the wing. But I do agree. I do agree. You make some great, great points that he can definitely improve. He can definitely improve. And uh, like that Kane and Sonny can definitely help him improve. And um, I just hope that's the case. But for me, would I lay forty million on the table for him? I'm not sure because we already have a Stevie B in the team, a bit like that. Yeah. Mm, I, 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 I was, was going to see if you were going to elaborate on that because if I'm giving you forty million right now mm. to go and buy another Premier League, would you would you argue he's proven he's good enough to play in the Prem? He's not. He's, you wouldn't say he's gonna. He'd, he'd rip up any other league. Put him mm -hmm. if he was abroad in the Spanish league or French league. He'd, he'd be the best player in the team by far. Yeah. It's just. I think we all forget how talented other players are around him this day and age to actually make him not look that good. Because yeah, he should be. He should be finishing that one on one against Larice. But Larice is a top keeper. If that was another keeper, he might have scored it. And then everyone's like, "Oh, look at Troy. Do, do you kind of see where I'm coming from a little bit?" It's, I do. I, do it is what? super. I actually think for the bigger games, I think he'd be a great player to have. I do, because he can stretch them. He can get he can get us up the field. But I was just looking at stats earlier on, just just on Traore, and compared to Eric Lamella. So Eric Lamella's played 177 games, um, and Traore's played 142. Eric Lamella has 17 goals. Traore has seven. And um, assists, um, Lamella has 23, and Traore has 14. It's very, very uh, like you, there is an argument to say that maybe, maybe Lamella is like you know should we got rid of Lamella and, and, and then go and spend the forty million on Traore? But the only thing I will say is Traore obviously has more potential than what Lamella does. Lamella was coming towards the end of his career, but when you look at the stats, it doesn't look great. But 
No, look, I definitely think there's a point for it. I definitely think for the bigger games, coming up against a Chelsea, a United, a Liverpool, where you can get him to stretch the game, go in behind, you know, give him the ball and let him beat two or three players, I think he'd be brilliant. And do you know what? Just just listening to you there, Max, I actually, do you know what? I would take him as an option. I, I probably would, but not for 40 million. I'd like to spend a bit less than that. Yeah, I think. I'm trying to think. Go on, sorry, Max. For 40 million, though. Sorry. In the, in the Prem. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong, if you chuck 40 million and we got Neto, like, I'd be I'd be happy with that. But then they're probably not going to let him go for that. Um, yeah, if, I mean, people say 25 million, but my dad my dad will say something silly. He'll be like, oh, yeah, why don't we offer 3 million for Messi? We'll probably get him. Like, I just feel like yeah, these things, if like 40 million in this day and age, for everything that you get in the player to make him worth that amount of money, you just aren't getting goals. Like yeah. you're getting you're getting pretty much everything else. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. You'd, you'd think he plays for Spurs because of how much I'm hyping him up. But <laughs> you know, you, you know what it's like. It's because we're linked with someone that's actually exciting. Like he's an exciting player. Um, someone I know. And someone I don't have to Google on YouTube. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Bergwijn's obviously coming onto the scene a little bit, but which someone I definitely want to see more of. Um, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's uh, would I have him at Spurs? The answer would be yes. So I mean, I I wouldn't say no to him, but for me, I just think it's being done all backhanded. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we need to address the positions we need to address first. But then I'm also sat here thinking, Max. Well, if someone else comes and snaps him up, we've maybe lost the gem. Like it's so hard to try and the thing yeah. is, we put ourselves in this situation. That's the thing. It's it's so frustrating. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned Stephen Bergwijn. Because I'll come to you, David. Um, I'm really, really... You actually put it perfectly. You said he's like the Adama Traore of, of Tottenham. not A lot less baby on, a lot less muscle. But he's got <laughs> he's got the dribbling. He's got the skills. We saw that against Wolves where he managed to demolish three players in a split second. Um, but it's just that end product. Do you think now that he's got that role of... Obviously, I keep going back to Hoiberg and Skip. But I think having those two just sitting just allows everybody else to just do their own thing. So that being said, do you think hopefully the confidence will be there and he'll go on and start banging some goals in the back of the net? Do you know what? This is a guy that really, really winds me up. I'll be honest with you. Look, I look at it. I look at it this way. For me, I look at it as he learned his lessons from last season, from that Liverpool game where he he had the two misses. So you go to the City game. He missed a big chance. Should have been two 0 We should have been out of sight. We would have been able to see the game uncomfortable. Yesterday. That six-yard square, that five-yard cross uh, pass across the six-yard box behind Deli Alley. Again, it's just, it's poor. It should never happen. And again, that puts us 2-0 up. It probably puts the game, it probably puts a different a different outlook on the game. The game probably pans out a bit differently. So, has he learned his lessons in, in M-Plugs? I don't think so. But, he looks a bit more comfort, comfortable on the ball than what he did last season. Last season, look, he was taking two or three times to get the ball under control. He looked like he was juggling for a circus at times. But this time, you know, it's one touch. Like, look at that bit of skill that, there at the end of the game last day, yesterday. That was unbelievable. You know, the, 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 these Wolves players, they have kids at home. You know what I mean? You just disrespect them. You just disrespect them. I mean, you love to see it. But look, he is looking better on the ball. But again, it, it's, it's the end product for me. Look... We, we, I praised Bergwijn for his work rate last season. I'm still doing it this season. I don't spend 30 million on a right winger or, or a left winger just to run up and down the field. You want assists and you want goals. So for me, I don't think he's learned his lessons. 
Um, and for me, look, I'm going to give him this season, but at the end of the day, what else have we got? We have to play him. Mm. And I think it's interesting you said that. I think we're all very frustrated. You give these players a time of day, you want them to become good, and it's just not there. It's really strange. But that being said, last year, Jose kind of played in a more defence. You saw that he was staying back more times and going forward. So, Max, do you hope that under Nuno, maybe, like I said, this confidence might actually come? He might find the net? Or do you think, like David, that if you've got it, you got it. If you ain't, you ain't. Um, well, he, he obviously showing bright sparks yesterday. I mean, like that skill is going to be played over and over again. But like like Rabona's with Lamella, skills don't really win you games all the time, do they? So it's interesting, and maybe that's why we are linked with another winger because it's a bit of it's competition. At the end of the day, and you, this is why maybe Deli Ali's like coming back into his own because he, he well, there's a lot of things with Deli Ali. Obviously, that's a separate story. Um, but sometimes you do need a little bit of competition. Everyone needs it, whether you're in a working environment, playing with your friends. Like you're telling me, when you when you're younger and you're you're playing football with your friends, you, you want to like you want to be the best. You want you don't want someone to be better than you. So surely when they're getting paid this much, obviously they live luxury lifestyles. All fans ask is go out and have fun, do what you're going to do in your spare time. But when you're on that field, give a hundred percent for this club, and. There's there's times where we just weren't seeing that last season from Stevie V, and he missed so many opportunities, and it's so quick for fans to get on their back. Um, that that Liverpool one last last time around that hits the post. That that lived in my head rent free for for so long because it's 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 like typical Tottenham. We just aren't taking those sort of chances when they come. Other way around, if he starts scoring these chances, if say he scored that, and it was, even the one the other day against Man City, that goes in. He's a hero. Absolute hero. Everyone's like, yes, Stevie. And he is, everyone's saying he needs that one goal. He does need it. It's just, when is it going to come? Because where do you, when do you draw the line and say, you've had six, seven games now in the, like, starting, you're getting the ball a lot. You're even making chances, but the goals aren't coming. Like, what, 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 are, you, what are you bringing to the team? If, unless you're getting assist after assist, then you, you're going to be judged. As a, a defender gets judged if they can see goals, a forward gets judged if you're not scoring goals. So, End of the day, that's that's what happens, unfortunately. So I'd give him this season, if not. On, on, this, on this, that everyone says he just needs one goal, though. But he got a goal pre-season. You think he would have hit the ground running off that? He got an assist pre-season. You think he would have come into the new season with confidence? My problem is, you know what it is? It's just at the level we 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 aspire to be at. He just doesn't cut. It. He's not clinical enough. Uh, at that level, you have to put away more of them or or. or Get more assists than what you do than, than what you don't. You know what I mean. You have to put away more the more the chances you get than what you don't. And for me, I just I, I don't see it with this guy. And look, he may well do well at another Premier League club, but is he is he is he the player that we need to get where we want to go to? I don't think so because that win against Liverpool last season could have changed. I, 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 it could have changed the whole how, how the whole season went for us. You know, like I said, the game against City there. The mischance, the passing, the square pass to Deli Alley against Wolves again could have completely changed the game for us. And at this level, them big moments, you have to be cool, calm, and collected. And that's where I just don't think he is going to cut it at Tottenham in the long run. Mm, it is interesting. I mean, there is a positive that he's hopefully going to become good. But like you say, how many chances do you give him? And it's the same with Ndombele. And now he wants out. I mean, that's a whole other question in itself. But. 
like I don't even know where to go with that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how long do you wait for a player to become good? How long do we wait till Stevie Bergeron hits the back of the net again? How long do you give him? That's the trouble. And it's a it's a time game. It really is. Because at the end of the day, he did cost a, quite a bit of money and we're not really seeing the rewards from that money. So mm-hmm. it is a tough one. But another touchy subject is the guy that was on the bench. Um, I think his name was Harry Kane. I'm not too sure. But I'll come to you first, uh, Max. Obviously, because you were there, what was the reception like when he came on, obviously? Strange. <laughs> very, very strange. I mean, I've never been... I was always just wait and see. If he was going to go, I was just going to wait and see. I don't want to disrespect him because, obviously, what he's what he's done for us. Um, the fa- Sorry, the, what was it? I actually didn't even realise he was coming on because... <laughs> The, the Wolves fans were, they were like, because they were all over us, the Wolves fans were just singing and I was right in that corner right next to them. So it was just so loud. And then our matey boy holds the board up and was like um, replacing Sonny and Harry Kane come on. And obviously to our right, there was, started, there was some chant that involved a lot of swearing about Harry Kane and how he's going to be leaving. I'm sure you've seen it. So it was very mixed. It was one of them where I kind of wanted it to happen. I, I, I would have loved him because he had a chance. He had a massive chance, really. I haven't actually watched it or seen that highlight back to see like how clear of a chance it was. But it looked like he should have been putting it away. Um, I thought it was a decent reception from from most of us. There's obviously going to be the ones that are going to be like, no, he's, he's, he's done now. Don't want to see him in a Spurs shirt. But are you telling me you'd rather someone with 30, a 30 goal a season player sitting on the bench? If, if he's going to give his all, obviously, um, you don't want someone that's going to slouch around and what. But in my head, I'm thinking, who's to say? I mean, it's obviously, I'm, this is this isn't FIFA. But let's say he goes and smashes it until January. Who's to say City can't go and spend money in January on him? So if he knuckles down, he might get what he wants. And if he's knuckling down and giving Spurs his all when he's back in the lineup, then what, what's for anyone to to argue with it? Do you know what I mean? What? If someone's given their all, you can't really. It's, it's you, you've got to be like, come and get me. You know what I mean? This, this yeah. is what I can do. I'll smash it for Spurs, and then come and get me. But and that's the thing. I think at the moment everybody's got a very sour taste in their mouth. If he comes out, starts banging those goals in, I think a lot of Spurs fans have a very short-term memory, shall we say? And we'll all be singing his name. There's no doubt about it. What he's done for the club and this, that, and the other. But David, do you think? It is a, a crossroads for Kane at the moment. Do you think it is time for him to now to be like, look, you've got to forget City right now and put your all into it? Um, yeah, look, I always thought he was going to stay anyway. I never thought City were ever going to stump up the money, to be honest with you. Look, I've been a big advocate of Kane. Even back at the end of last season, I used to tweet him some songs to listen to. Hopefully he'd get the message through the song, you know, about staying with us and stuff like that. Look, I want to say, first of all, how dare Wolves fans disrespect Harry Kane? He's worth more than what their club is worth. So, you know, um, you know, I just pipe down a little. Um, but for me, um, with Harry Kane, uh, I think I always thought he was going to give his all if he was made to stay. I'll be honest with you. because And the reason why I always thought that is because there's a World Cup right around the corner. He's going to want to lead England out in the World Cup and captain them. And win the World Cup. So he's going to want to play and want to be on form going into that World Cup. But then as well, like, you look at yesterday. Now, a player that wants out, there was one stage he pressed three players on the trot and, and one us a throw in. Now, a player that wants out, he's not going to do that needless running, is he? Especially with someone with ankles like Harry Kane. Mm. Because, he, you know, you're not going to risk an injury. So for me, I do... Look, I never... I was at the point where I never actually... Even when this whole came out, I never ever questioned his, his loyalty to the club or his love for the club, ever. Ever. In fact, I've been his biggest backer because at the end of the day... 
you know, obviously a little something went on there, but we've only ever heard Harry Kane's side of the story. We haven't heard anything from the club, no official statement or anything else. Uh, and for me, like, I, I know some fans were unhappy, you know, um, you know, with the statement, but at the end of the day, they were calling for a statement, they got a statement, and then it was all oh, the time in the statement. Oh, he didn't say this in the statement. It was like, well, you know, sorry, sorry, uh, what, did you want to write the statement? You know, when did you want the statement? Tell? You know, Harry Kane doesn't do things, things on your time. He does things on his time. The guy's on holiday. You know what I mean? Um, but look, for me, I never, I, like, it was never in question that he loves, of course he loves the club. Of course he loves the club. At the end of the day, this guy went out on, I think, what, nine, nine or 12 different loan spells. You know what I mean? Stayed back every every training session when he got back to Tottenham, putting in the work, got his chance and grabbed it with both hands. He loves the fans. The fans are endeared to him. And he's he's endeared to the fans as well. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, sometimes in a player's career, no matter how much he loves the club, he's always said, if Tottenham are progressing in the right way, he has to go. Now, if you're Harry Kane, and you're banging in the goals you are week in, week out. He had his best season in ever in his first jersey last season. Goals and assists, way top creator, top goals. Um, you know, and you're looking back and you're seeing Moon Boots concede, uh, you know, making the mistakes he's making. You're seeing GPS Sanchez, you know, doesn't even know where the ball is every time it comes in over his head. You don't know whether Bobo the Clown or, or Mr. Hollywood Matt, Matt Doherty is going to be at right back. Uh, you know what I mean? Ben Davies at left back getting roasted week in, week out, never learning his lesson. Moussa Sissoko standing there in the middle like he's just a brick wall. You know what I mean? Do you, does that inspire your confidence? Do you look around and say, yeah, Tottenham's going in the right way. I'm going to stay here and we can win something. Especially after you've gone through Pochettino and Jose Mourinho. You're never, ever, ever. Like, you're obviously going to question where this club is going at that point. Us fans question the club where it was going. What can Harry Kane? He plays for the club. He has a career to look after. Yeah. Very, very true. I don't think I can even add anything to I that. I don't think anyone can argue with that, to be fair. You're exactly right. It's just like, it's, it's knowing you're the best in the team as well, but being too humble to even come out and say, look, I'm, he's never going to come out and say, because that's not Harry Kane. He's going to wait. And obviously all of this rubbish we've seen, it's all PR stunts. Like, it's, And then people try and put two and two together, saying, oh, he's not sitting next to his mate on the coach and all this rubbish. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, like, another thing, people made a massive thing about Twitter after City. Oh, he didn't congratulate the team. Well, if he wasn't in the matchday squad, he's clearly been told, stay off our social medias. We don't want this, anything, the Harry Kane situation affecting what the, what's going on in the game. We want, we want it to be Tottenham versus City, not the Harry Kane derby. You know what I mean? So he's obviously told to be banned, but then people are coming out again. Oh, he doesn't love the club. He didn't congratulate the teammates. Absolute codswallop, a load of, load of horse crap. He was put on a, he was put on a social media ban. It was clear to see. A hundred percent. And it is really irritating me that certain like media platforms, well, on Twitter especially, are, are posting things like that. Like, come on, maybe the man just wants to sit by himself after the game, like just because he's not playing Uno with the likes of Serge Aurier on the bus. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, it is very strange. And for the Kane, obviously, when it all came out and he wasn't at training the first day, I was kind of like, well, I don't blame him because if I had enough, I would have probably not gone to train either. And then it, the thing with me that just still doesn't sit right, but. I don't know who's who at the moment. You don't know whether it's Tottenham or whether it's Kane feeling what he feels. The fact that he didn't put out a post when it was all kicked off. That's the thing that kind of doesn't sit right with me because if someone's slagging me off, I'd want to say something about it. That's just the thing. But then you've got to think he's professional. He's under contract. He's got his agent. who He doesn't have his agent anymore, shall we say, that at all. But I don't know. It's all very strange. But like you said, David, I just wish the club came out like a lot earlier and just shut it down because mm. 
they they got to say things obviously they want fans to hear so just come out and say even if you're just like chatting shit come out and say something that's just gonna keep keep everything low for a little more little while don't have every all this anger build up and suddenly the city game comes along everyone's like oh my god where's harry kane sort of thing just mm. have something where the fans know what's going on and i feel like Wait, this is, happens every year, whether it's not obviously not with Kane, it's with transfers and whatnot. No one ever actually knows what's going on behind the scenes. And that's why the Amazon documentary was such like a mind blow to realise what actually goes on behind the scenes. Because you just don't really see any of this happening at Tottenham. And it's just, whether that's Daniel Levy's approach with the club and just doesn't want like news getting out or he probably wants bloody money for it. Every, every time there's a sun post, he probably wants like five or ten mil to pay the, the squad's wages. I don't know how it all works, but it, it's so frustrating. This is the biggest striker in like English football at the moment, and no one knows what he's doing, where he's staying, where he's going. He's got a World Cup next year, obviously. With that, like he needs to just like they're gonna break. You end up breaking rules if you were a player yourself because you'd want to just say how it is. There's some players, obviously, you see them tweet things like a night before. They've obviously got a bit merry after a game, and then they've tweeted something, and then you the posts removed the next day. Like these things happen. You never see it with Kane. He's always professional. It would just be nice. Just, just, just do it, Kane. Just tell the fans, be a people pleaser, and just come out and say like exactly what's going on. And then everyone knows. And I and I think that's a frustrating thing because all of this, all these transfers that happen, this Kane saga, everything. We as fans are always the ones that have to put up with all the stress. Hundred percent. You just want someone to come out, tell us straight, done, over. We can move on. But again, we're still sat here, not knowing whether he's still going to stay, whether he's going to go, what's going on still. But anyway, enough of the Kane saga. Let's move on to something that's really exciting, which is obviously the game on Thursday, which I'm hoping is going to end a bit better than what it did last Thursday because it was like watching paint dry. So, David, I come to you first. What does Nuno need to do? Does he need to play some of the big guns, or do you reckon playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? We'd be able to be able to get it over the line with the fans there with them. Yeah, well, we should already three four nil up. No excuses, really. First of all, look, my, my thing is is you don't play Winks, you don't play Davies, you don't play Doherty. Uh, let me tell you why. So you look back on 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 recent shocks that's happened at Tottenham. Colchester, Winks, Davies played. Um, Antwerp, Winks and Davies played. In fact, Doherty might have played. Um, Zagreb. I think Winks and Davies both played. I think Doherty played. Now, there's no there's no coincidence that these results keep happening when these guys are in the team. Then you look back last Thursday, Pacos de Ferreira. Now, people can say, you know, Nuno put out a, um, what would you say, an, an inexperienced squad. Well, not really. Not really. Look, I remember growing up watching Tottenham UEFA Cup. I remember us sending out, you know, worse teams than that and slapping teams 3-4-0 with ease. At the end of the day, these backup players, even when they step into the first 11, there's always drops in standards, drops in performances, because they're just simply not good enough. Um, in Winks's case, he's just simply not good enough. With Davies and Doherty, they're just sitting there happy taking the wages. They're never going to get wages like that life in their life again, are they? Let's be honest. Um, you know, And it's just simple down to the fact, maybe, look, they are trying. They're just simply not good enough. But when are we going to learn our lessons? When are we going to stop giving them the opportunities? Like people say, keep Ben Davies, keep Winks, keep Starty. They're good squad players. But these are the games that they're supposed to be, if they're good squad players, that they're supposed to be coming into and doing the job for us. And they're not doing it. And there's no coincidence that these results keep happening with these same players in the team. Now, again, we struggle to win Cups to Tottenham. We're, we're, we're depending on these guys to get us through the early rounds. And they can't even do that. So we're never going to win Cups if this keeps happening. For me, look, I, I'm at the point now... 
tomorrow, look, I would just put out maybe five or six experienced players, go and slap them, get the job done by half time, and, and, and haul some of them off. Because let's be honest, last week, apart from the goal, they were shit. They offered absolutely nothing, but they've done the homework. And I said it in my preview. They're very aggressive. They will look to turn the ball over midfield at every opportunity. My fear is that if that Harry Winks plays in as the holder, they will pick it, they will they will target him and they'll get a goal off him. It happened. It happened. Now, for me, you have to put a, a Heiberg in there, so that's not going to happen. He'll be able to deal with it. Winks doesn't like the physicality. And look, moving on then, moving into the group stages, for me, you just completely isolate these guys. You don't give them any more game time. And when they cry and come crying, knocking on your door like Winks did with Jose, just call me in and let me explain to them the reason why with all the games and the reason why these results keep happening. And then maybe it might actually click with them that, oh, or when I am playing the games that people, you know, defend me to play in and that they say I should be in, I'm actually going to do my job. So for me, from now on, you just bring in youngsters. I can accept these results if we are playing youngsters and giving them minutes. You know, I'm talking like players from the under-23s. I can accept these sort of results. Not when you have Winks, who supposedly loves the club. Davies, who just never been here eight years and never nailed down the left-back starting spot. And Doherty, who's a gooner anyway, who shouldn't be here. Um, you know, for me, you just drop them out completely, and, and you just you, you just um, you bring in some of the experienced jobs, make them sit in the stands and watch it, and then as soon as we win, just look up at them and say, "That's how you do it." Yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? And just send them home. That's what I would do because I'm fed up with these guys now. I love it. I have wings behind me, just a few. <laughs> He's right there looking at you, David. Just I know. I you know. What? He was getting me more animated the more I was getting into it, just looking at him. <laughs> Oh dear, but no, you're right. Even like I'm Winx's biggest advocate, or was Winx's biggest advocate, and even I've had enough. Like it's got to the stage where you can't even you can't even play against these people because he just screws up every time. So that being said, obviously, Max, what do you what do you think the score will be? Do you think we'll actually win this? Do you think we actually want to be in this competition? What's I don't think we did. It's annoying. I don't even. It's annoying because we shouldn't even be having this conversation. Are we going to be beating a side like that? It's just. Well, if there's only any benefit to take from that, it's only 1-0, you know. Um, 1-0 can easily be turned around and then we're fully expecting. There's not one person that should be thinking, oh, we're going out. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. We had to laugh about it. You can't not laugh about a result like that. What's the point? I mean, especially after the City vibe um, and then we go and produce a performance like that. It shouldn't matter, like, whether it's not the first team 11. A, a club like Tottenham, a, a team that's been in the Champions League final the last few years, we, we shouldn't have players... That, you should have players that should be able to step up to that. Should be players that should be relishing playing, like, just playing for Spurs and putting in performance, like Irish said, with, like, Davis. Eight years, you say, he's been at the club. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's been eight embarrassing years, isn't it? It's just... It is embarrassing. It just shows you, though, when you can be at the club that long and then you have another another player that comes in in the same position as of Reggie, who instantly just suddenly goes to number one. It just shows you ain't good enough, mate. Then, obviously, like you said, you probably said everything, to be fair, but especially with that rant, but they're not going to get wages if they go elsewhere. So, as soon, they're not going to be handing in transfer requests and there's not going to be clubs coming in for them because they've just seen they can't handle uh, the likes of these players that um, probably do like a a milk ground on a Saturday after the game. I don't know. It is interesting you say that. It just shows that we haven't had the transfers to shift out the dead wood because they just get comfortable. And that's the thing. They don't think they need to prove themselves. When actually, in fact, you do, mate, because your your job is under threat right now. But it just seems they kind of know that the transfers aren't going to happen because it, but it's... But then I don't want to start with another weakened team 
like to the to an extent, not obviously. I, we need a, a couple of players that are going to take that game by the the scruff of the neck, get get the game over the line, get a few goals. Even if we get one, just get one or get two, two happy days. I, I'm I do not want to be seeing them score at White Lane. If I see them score at White Lane, like anyone can score at White Lane. I'm sorry, that, that's ridiculous. Like, first two minutes, that game should be should be sealed, and unless they they're going to put every man behind the ball, they're they're, they're defending for life. That's probably the biggest game they're going to play in absolute donkey's years, isn't it? So, yeah. just think they can say they've beat Tottenham Hotspur, and then they'll say, "Oh, look where Tottenham have been last year's. They've got they've got, they'll say, "Oh, they've beat." You can see it already. It'll be like they beat uh, Harry Kane's side. Like, oh, yeah, behave. Like Kane won't even touch the ball that that game. Well, I hope he doesn't anyway, because he shouldn't have to. Mm. It's, a, it's annoying as well, their banter on Twitter. I'm not enjoying it as well, so we need to beat them off the park. But um, moving slightly away from that, obviously we have got, I believe it's Watford. My brain is to mush at the moment. I think it's Watford on Sunday. So, Irish Hotspur, do you think that um, there'll be much change in the side or would you like to see Romero play in that fixture? Um, all depends if Romero's fit. He is carrying a bit of a knock. Um, again, all depends if Sonny's fit as well. He was uh, strapped. He had his um, leg strap being taken off yesterday and... Um, you know, Nuno said he had to assess him. I haven't heard anything today on, on, on the situation. So, look, if Sun is fit, I think Sun goes out to the left. Unfortunately, I think Stevie B loses out and Kane comes back in with more on the right. Um, and look, we should be beating Watford um, very, very easily, to be honest with you. Look, they, they do have a lot of players um, that, that can break quickly. They have, um, I think your man Dennis is there. They have Ishmael Sar, stuff like that. So, we, we do have to be careful in, in that regard at, at, at the back. But um, I'll be honest with you, it's probably harsh to bring Romero in and drop one of Dyer Sanchez. Two clean sheets, two two games, six points. Uh, for me, I, I would rather make sure Romero is right, leave it till after the international break, introduce him against Palace, and then going into the Chelsea national game. That's what I would do personally. I'd definitely get Harry Kane back in this weekend to start. Um, we want him fit and firing. We want him to score now. We want uh, I'm taught never say this, but I want him to score for England over the international break. And then I want him to carry that form into Palace, uh, Chelsea and Arsenal because that's when the season really kicks off is, is going into them uh, three games after the break. You know, three massive games. Palace, we owe them from last year. They, 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 they hurt me last year and I'm sick of listening to their stupid fans for 90 minutes banging on a drum. Um, then you have uh, Chelsea. Look, I just want to beat them so bad. I absolutely hate them. The Battle of the Bridge will never escape my mind when it comes to them. And then Arsenal, I just want to, you know, just put, put more um, relegation um, woes on them as well. So that would be very nice. But the Watford game, look, we should, should be beating it easy. And I just think the only change I probably would make is Harry Kane. But again, it's dependent on injuries. Yeah, 100%. It is good you put that in there as well, because obviously we do have that big fixture run, obviously, after that. So it is rather interesting. I don't know, like you said, it is all dependent on those injuries. So that being said, Max... Do you think it's time for, for Harry Kane to, to step in and be like, actually, no, I need to wear this jersey and not think about anywhere else? Oh, 100%. Um, I'm not putting any disrespect to Watford because obviously they're Premier League side. They've been in the Premier League side for like, they've been in and out, obviously, but they've, they're, they're not like, they're not a walkabout, no pushback. I don't think any side really is. Um, I mean, like we've seen with Brentford, obviously doing the business over the Gooners. That was lovely. Um, I wasn't shocked though. We expected that. <laughs> I, I, I knew it was coming. I'm glad. It's just nice to actually, when you expect something, to actually see it. And it's like we're going to be expecting three points. It's just how we're going to get those three points because is it going to be scrappy? And yeah, just it's so annoying. Like, let's get Kane back in, get far in. We're playing some, we played some good football against City. I was really impressed. Obviously, Wolves, 
away games are completely different because obviously you don't have your full fans and it, it's just different dynamics, different pitch. Obviously, professional footballers are on city money, but when you're playing home every every other week, you're going to get used to your own stadium and all that anyway, aren't you? So to get came back, get get an early goal. I tell you what, if he scored. If he scores an early goal, that place is going to be absolutely rocking. And there's no way that Watford are going to get back into that game. No chance whatsoever. It'll just be, if they do, it's a silly set piece. But I'm hoping that we've actually learned our mistakes from that because Dyer and Sanchez, credit where due, they've, they've, they've done well. Like two clean sheets. Sanchez, I do think he'll be the partnership with Romero going forward. Um, Dyer's clearly the weak one. And Sanchez has that pace to make up for his inevitable errors but you know you're always going to have that one defender that you, it's, it's hard to rely on two defenders because if you have you have two world-class defenders then you'll be you'll be top of the league really won't you like all season because that's mm-hmm. end of the day that's where it matters so hopefully we can get the ball rolling a nice three three out of three that'll be beautiful to see and then it's just it's it's, it's in our hands then after the international break just because that's the big game start coming thick and fast. And they always do when you start approaching Christmas. And I mean, I talk about Christmas already. It's only bloody August, but one game at a time, one game at a time. Let's get three points against Watford and then have a look and see what the other, the other results that weekend are saying. So I'm going to ask the, the last question, which is I want your score prediction. So David, what is your score prediction for Watford? Uh, I'm going to go 3 0 uh, just purely because Harry Kane's back in the team. He, he offers something different. Look, against Wolves, he changed the game. He was getting us up the field. He was taking the ball down. He was getting us up the field. And, uh, you know, he was he was opening up space for Bergvine and that to run into as well. So I do think we'll see a bit of a different Spurs going forward. And that's why I'm going to go 3 0. Harry Kane with a brace. Like it. I like it. And the same with you, Max. What's your score prediction? I'd like to say, I'm going to say 3 0 as well. I'm going to join you on that just because 2 0 doesn't seem seem big enough victory. I want, to, I, want, I want to put some goals past and get, you know, we've, we've had two, two 1 0s. I want to see goals, you know, get a bit of momentum going and, and take that forward with us. So, not bothered, obviously, who scores. It'd be nice to see Kane getting on the score sheet just to just to shut up some of those fans that are obviously hating on him. It's like, there you go. He's back in the starting lineup. He's scoring goals. Now shut up. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, why not? 3-0. 100%. I think I was going to go 3-0, but I can't go the same. That's a bit boring, isn't it? So <laughs> I'll go with what Edwardson said, the 4-0. Go on then. Let's have another clean sheet. Let's keep this momentum building. It'd be lovely jubbly. But I want to thank you both for joining me tonight. It's, it's been a pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So the Irish Hotspur, David, where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me over at the Irish Hotspur on YouTube, at the Irish Way on Twitter. Um, yeah, look, i just just pumping out content there at the minute. Really enjoying life. You know, really enjoying doing the content. Um, we do everything from predicted lineups to player ratings to reviews, previews, debates. Uh, we do everything, fan shows, the whole lot. So if that's something you think you're into, get over there and smash the subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Make sure you do. So honestly, this man is a robot. The man just produces content after content after content. I really don't know how you do it, David, but, but it's incredible. I do want to say... If there is anyone new, make sure you do smash the subscribe here on Holly's channel. She's been absolutely nothing ever but nice to me since I started this whole thing. And um, she's absolutely brilliant at what she does. She picks some of the best panels in the business for debates and everything else. So make sure you smash that subscribe button. She fully deserves it. Thank you very much, David. Like I say, if, if I could make more, I would. But um, the joys of being a teacher does not allow me to do that. But no, <laughs> thank you very much. But um, Max, where can everybody find you as well? Yeah, just sex Joe Max over all platforms, uh, Insta, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Home and away, hopefully, um, this season. Obviously, away games sometimes a bit tougher to get to, but going to try and show my face and uh, 
try and keep my camera out of people's faces at the games but you know these things happen not everyone likes it but if that's your cup of, cup of tea or coffee then you want to see uh some spurs fans hopefully cheering all season then yeah search me up make sure you go check it out because max's limbs are on point man he throws them <laughs> everywhere <laughs> but no thank you both for joining me and for everyone in the uh in the chat as well i do forget to say to subscribe but you kind of know how it works i'm just here to have a chit chat really but thank you all for watching um hopefully we get those three points and as you can tell i've obviously run out of batteries on my mouse which is lovely but until next time come on you spurs come on you spurs